was. Billy couldn't remember her name. Kelly? Sarah? Said the only benefit of your mum dying was that people bought you stuff when it wasn't your birthday or Christmas, as if that somehow went some way to making up for what you'd lost. No show on the gift front yet, Billy thought, adjusting the bunched-up pillowcase of his possessions on his lap. Maybe Kelly slash Sarah had got that wrong. He wasn't sure whether she had a mother anyway, so she might not be an expert. He was sitting in the corridor at the family centre, waiting to see Miriam Riley, his social worker, ten days after his mum's death. This was another surprise, that en route to not having a mother, you got your own social worker. Billy didn't think that was a fair swap, although Miriam seemed to be doing her best, something he'd also have said of his mum. The thing about having a drug addict for a mother, and here Billy checked himself, reminding himself that he didn't have a mother any more, was that you were no stranger to social services before you actually rocked up motherless. Miriam had been popping in and out, as she called it, of his life since he was about six, and that was three years ago. Mrs Oliver, too, who ran an emergency and short-term foster home for children who were between placements or on their way to somewhere more permanent. Three nights was usually her maximum stay rule, and for that she provided a clean bed and a hot meal daily. And that's a novelty for most of them, Billy had heard her say to Miriam. Billy had been to Mrs Oliver's four times, when his mum had been hospitalised after either taking too much, taking something bad, or mixing something up. The details didn't matter. The upshot was the same. Either way, each time he'd come home to find her making broccoli soup, which was what she always did after what she called a stumble and telling him everything was going to be okay. Lizzie, he'd heard Miriam tell Mrs Oliver, wasn't your regular addict. Nice middle-class girl, off the rails after a man. It was always a man, introducing the stuff and then disappearing scot-free. The times she'd seen it, like Whitney Houston and Amy Winehouse, Mrs Oliver had replied, and Miriam nodded. Billy wasn't sure if his mum was actually like Whitney Houston or Amy Winehouse. She'd had their CDs and sometimes sang along, particularly when making soup. She certainly didn't sound like them. The bit about the man was probably true. Billy knew it was his dad, Milo, who'd introduced his mum to drugs. He was the one who'd got off scot-free and vanished. His mum didn't tell him much more. A musician, that's what she did say. So beautiful, she said, her eyes rolling at the memory. So beautiful. It seemed to Billy that his dad had left his mum not only holding him in her arms, but also some weed, cocaine, lots of tablets, and finally 
heroin. That was probably more than anybody's arms could bear, particularly hers, which became more bruised, more needle-marked, and more raggedy-veined the older he got. He preferred to see her with her sleeves down. The thing about having a mother who was a heroin addict was that it sounded very close to a mother who was a heroine, full stop, when it was in fact quite different. Spelling wasn't Billy's strong point, but recently, in school, before his mum died, they'd had to write a story about a heroine of some kind. They could choose between Grace Darling, who'd bravely manned a rescue boat, after spotting a shipwreck, Rosa Parks, who'd sat tight on the bus, and Mary Curie, who'd died because of her work in discovering X-rays.